One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 159. I've shared before that inside of my membership program, Making Good Happen, there is a private podcast. And here's something that I am wildly proud of. Since opening the doors to Making Good Happen in January 2022, so that's going on 57 weeks, I have recorded and released a private podcast episode every single weekday rain or shine, holiday or not, no matter what. As of today, that's 284 episodes I've released, released every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for the last 13 months. And this is not to mention the episodes that I've shared here on this public podcast, which in the same period of time represents another 52 plus episodes. This is a lot of podcast episodes. As a person with a lifelong history of not sticking with things and of consuming a lot of content, but not always creating a lot of content, this blows my mind. So why am I here tooting my own horn? Well, because I happen to know from having had lots of conversations with other small business owners that finding the time to create content and sticking with it is a huge pain point. Over the last few years of running this podcast and the last year of my membership program, I've learned a few things about creating a lot of content relatively quickly without spending all of my time creating content. So today I've done a bit of a brainstorm on what I think has been important in helping me to create the volume of what I would consider fairly high quality content on such a regular basis. And I can break it down to nine tips that I want to offer you today. So let's get right into it. Number one is to figure out how much time you have. So this is so, so, so important. Spoiler alert, in the third tip I'm going to share, we'll talk about why it's so important to create a content schedule if you want to create a lot of content. But there's one surefire way to make sure that you don't stick to your content schedule or your plan of creating lots of content. And that is to overcommit, to say you'll do way more than you actually have time for. So before we go any further, you want to make sure to ask yourself, how much time do you actually have to devote to content creation each week? How many hours a week can you spend on content creation? We need to make sure that everything we commit to doing can easily be finished in that amount of time. This is a critical but so often overlooked piece of the puzzle. Tip number two is to schedule and protect your content creation time. Okay, so now that we know how much time per week we have to work on content, I'm going to ask you to actually block that time out into your schedule and make it non-negotiable. However many hours you gave yourself, maybe you gave yourself four hours per week to create content, it's time to put it in your calendar. 
Maybe it's a chunk of time every Tuesday, four hours before lunch, or maybe it's a few one-hour chunks of time that you squeeze in each day. Whatever it is, the best way to make sure that it actually happens is to protect that time in your calendar. Reserve it, commit to it, and stick with it. Tip number three is to create a content schedule. Creating a lot of content consistently is not something that's going to happen by accident. It's going to happen because that's what you planned to do. My recommendation is to create a regular, consistent schedule that you can get into a rhythm of. Rather than five podcast episodes one month and one the next, space it out into a cadence and rhythm that you can maintain. Looking at that amount of time that you have to work with each week, the number of hours, ask yourself, what is my top priority for that time? What content platforms are going to move me toward my goals? I have a concept that I talk about in Making Good Happen called No Matter What Consistency. This is about the fact that most of us won't be 100% consistent in all areas of our lives all of the time, but we usually can pick one or two things that we're extremely committed to. This is your no matter what consistency. I recommend that you pick one form of content that you have this no matter what consistency approach to. For me, it won't be a surprise. My no matter what content is podcasts. While I occasionally step back from my other platforms, given my workload, I've decided that for me, no matter what, I'm creating my private podcast episodes as well as my public podcast episode every single week. So looking at the time you have available, break that down into what kind of content you're actually creating. Maybe in a week, it's two reels, one marketing email, and a blog post. I would recommend that you lay these out in a consistent pattern week after week. For example, maybe you do your reels on Mondays and Thursdays, you send your emails Wednesdays, and your blog posts go out Tuesdays. Of course, if there's a specific reason, from time to time you can adjust these, for example, during a launch, but for the most part, I think it's really helpful to have a consistent schedule. Tip number four is to plan out the topics in advance. So now that we have our schedule established, there is a very important next step, and that is to decide in advance what each piece of content is going to be about. There's nothing less motivating than when you sit down to create a piece of content and you have no idea what your content is even going to be about. Giving yourself even a phrase or a sentence prompt as to what each of these pieces of content is going to be about is such a gift to your future self who sits down to actually create the content. Imagine that every time you go in to make your blog post, a reel, record a podcast episode, or send an email, you go to your handy content schedule and you know exactly what it is that you have to create. It feels so good, and it's going to get you moving a lot faster than when you sit down drawing a blank. Tip number five is to follow your enthusiasm. Now, when it comes to figuring out what to create content about, there are many, many approaches to this. And you can learn more about a lot of different ways to figure out what to say in your marketing in episode 53, very cleverly titled, What to Say in Your Marketing. It'll be linked in the show notes. But one way to really put yourself into the content creation zone and help yourself create a lot of content consistently is to follow your enthusiasm. Whenever you create content from a starting point of excitement, not only does this really come through for your audience, but it's so much easier to create from that energy. Ask yourself questions like, what am I really excited about right now? What lights me up? What do I feel strongly about? To help you tap into this energy of enthusiasm. Tip number six is to use prompts. Even people with tons of ideas occasionally run low on creative fuel, and that's where prompts come in. 
There are a lot of great marketing prompts that you can find online. And in fact, I have a really fantastic free resource with 100 content prompts. If you're looking for one, you can download that at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's 100 P-R-O-M-P-T-S. But I thought here that I would share 20 from that free download to get you started. So number one, what's something you wish everyone knew? Number two, what's something that you're really proud of, large or small? Number three, then and now, share a comparison of your work over time to show your progress. Number four, what's your favorite of your products or your offers? Why? Number five, share a hot take or an unpopular opinion. Number six, share a mistake you've made in your business and what you learned. Number seven, how and why did you start your business? Tell the story. Number eight, what are you working on right now? Number nine, share a day in the life, a play-by-play of a day in your business. Number 10, what tasks do you love doing in your business? Number 11, answer a frequently asked question about your products or your category. Number 12, share the story behind a specific product. Number 13, share a customer testimonial or review. Number 14, share a fact about your product or industry that most people don't know. Number 15, share a quote, a mantra, or affirmation that inspires you. Number 16, create a tutorial or a how-to guide that is relevant to your product or service. Number 17, address an objection that might be holding people back from shopping with you. Number 18, record a time-lapse video of you doing an everyday task in your business. Number 19, share the behind the scenes of how your products are made. Number 20, share a sneak peek of something that's coming in the future. If you're a member of Making Good Happen, you'll also have access to 20 new content ideas every month. That's in the ideas tab of the monthly marketing plan template. And again, to get that free 100 prompts download that you can get whether or not you're a member of Making Good Happen, head to makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. So tip number seven is to start with primary content. One way to create a lot of content quickly is by not reinventing the wheel every single time. You don't have to start from scratch every time you start something new. And one of my favorite ways to do this is to repurpose my content. My approach to repurposing is centered around what I call primary content. When I look at my week, I like to start with a piece of content I enjoy creating the most. This is usually something that's longer in format. For me, it's a podcast episode, but it could also be a blog post or an email. If you don't happen to do those, then maybe it's a longer form social media post like a carousel. This piece that you start with, that will be your primary content and you put a lot of effort and love into that piece of content. Then for as much of the other pieces of content that's released that week, for as much of that as you can, you'll pull bits and pieces from that original primary content. So let's actually use this very episode as an example. This episode is called how to create a lot of content without spending all of your time on content. This is my primary piece of content for the week, and I have put most of my energy and thought into this. Now, for other pieces of content that I could do this week, I might pull bits and pieces from this episode. For example, I could do a reel that zooms in on this very idea of primary content, introducing the concept. Maybe one reel is about what primary content is and how it can make your content creation more efficient. Maybe I could do a carousel post with all nine tips that I'm sharing here in this episode, and then an invitation to go deeper by listening to the full episode. Maybe I start my marketing email with a story about following your enthusiasm, something I talked about earlier, and then I link to this episode. 
Hopefully you get the idea. But the point is that after you really put a lot of work into one piece of content, that's great that you can use bits and pieces of that to create a lot of other pieces of content very quickly. So you probably won't notice me doing that this week because I'm in the middle of a launch for making good happen. But when you see my content in the future, you will notice me doing this. Tip number eight is to create accountability for yourself. If you've been around this podcast for a while, you've definitely heard me talking about accountability. And maybe the better word for talking would be evangelizing. Because I'm not exaggerating when I say that accountability has changed my life. When I look at my life and the things that I've been able to do consistently and the things that I haven't, the difference is clear. It's accountability. When other people know about my plans, I don't want to let them down. So I follow through. If you are someone who struggles to follow through, I would seriously consider adding in some form of accountability to motivate you to keep going. I think there's a few groups of people who are going to be especially helpful when it comes to holding you accountable. First is your peers. You can always team up with small business friends to create an accountability group. You structure it however you like, but basically you'll commit to actions you're going to take by a certain date. And then as a group, you'll report back here. Your team. If you have anyone on your team, even a virtual assistant, this can be a powerful way of holding yourself accountable. I like to create dependencies so that other people are waiting for something from me in order to do their job. I know that if I don't do my thing on time, that I'm slowing someone else down. And this is usually pretty motivating for me. Your audience. So if you have folks on your email list, if you have followers on social media, if you have people who read your blog or listen to your podcast, if you have any of those things, you have an audience. I think your audience is a great group of people to hold you accountable. The simple fact of committing publicly to what you're going to do to a bunch of people put some gentle, subtle pressure on us that can be oh so helpful. Finally, your customers. For me, this is the form of accountability that is most effective. When I have people who have purchased something from me, I pull out all the stops to make sure that they get it. So if creating content is somehow part of what you offer, I would be sure to commit to the consistency around that so that people know what they're waiting for and when they can expect it. For me, I know that my members, all of whom pay to be members, have been promised a podcast episode every single day. And so I do it. My last tip is tip number nine, be an imperfectionist. I think this is going to be the most important tip on this list, because if you're a perfectionist about your content, it's going to be very, very, very difficult to really create any volume of content for your business. Remind yourself that your content does not need to be perfect. In fact, your content is going to do a lot more good if it's out there in the world than if you're holding back because it's not quite perfect yet. I say aim for 80% or 90% and then move on. Let's take this episode, for example. If I had more time, I'm sure that I could think of one or two more things that help me create a lot of content, but I don't have any more time to spend on this right now. So my options are I can get it out into the world as it is now, or I can delay it. And I choose to get it out there. Remind yourself that many, many things that are imperfect are still incredibly valuable and worth doing. Aim for good enough and then move on to the next thing. In fact, I am such a fan of this concept of imperfectionism that I've started a Substack newsletter called The Imperfectionist. If you want to subscribe to that for free, you can head to laurentilden.substack.com. The link will be in the show notes. So those are my nine tips on how to create a lot of content. Was this helpful? Do you have something to add? I really would love to hear from you. DM me over on Instagram at Lauren Tilden and let's chat. 
You can find the show notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 159. If you're interested in joining Making Good Happen, which was designed to help you with all of this, I would so love to have you. If you're listening to this episode within a couple of days of when it comes out, the doors to Making Good Happen are open and you can totally join right now. You can join at makinggoodhappen.co. If you are listening to this after February 2nd, sign up at that link and you'll be the first to hear when we open again. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful to have your support. Here are three ways you can give back to Making Good. First, I'd be honored for you to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. Second, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, you can send them the link. This episode is makinggoodpodcast.com slash 156. And finally, take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to the episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. I would love to cheer you on. With that, I say thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.